Hi, everyone. Welcome to the We Shape Podcast. Hello, Hello Nina. Today. <laughs> it's just Nina and I again today. Tyler is um, on a camping trip. Yes, he is. And he's roughing it. <laughs> no bathrooms, no showers, manual labor on a farm all day. Yeah. He said everyone smells really bad. <laughs> he has to like That'll happen. He has to like go miles away to like call me for, like once a day and say, Ooh. hey. And I'm like, are you good? He's like, it's okay. And I'm like, oh no, I'm I so sorry. I love it though because he's like a like a kind of a primal guy with like the grounding, with the like hiking barefoot and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, that's what it's really like. I hope you're enjoying. But that's what that's <laughs> what I mean. I'm like, if he is like a struggling be, a little, yeah. I'm like, Intense, oh dear. Sure. I you're, he's a better person than I am to volunteer for that because <laughs> I am not volunteering for that. Um, but yeah, so it's just us today. But we have a great guest that I'm. I've been on her podcast. I'm really excited. The conversation's going to go seamlessly. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. We were joking earlier before we hopped on that we both were awake a lot last night. We should have just hung out. I can't believe I don't text you yeah, in the you middle of the night me. when I'm awake. Yeah. Um, my child kept me up. Your unborn child <laughs> kept you up. Yes. Um, Insomnia yeah. buddies. It's, yeah, I'll, I'll well, text you. It's not our you fault, really. Probably but. tonight. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, yeah, my little one has terrible al- I think it's allergies because I'm sneezing like 20 times a day. In California, yeah. the allergies are severe right now. Yes, super bloom is happening. So anyway, but we're here. We made it, and I'm always just so worried about you every day because oh, stop that. I know, but I feel like you have a lot of pregnancy symptoms. I am pregnant, so but like a lot, <laughs> it's happening. Like you came, she came over the other night, and <laughs> I think you went to go throw up in the bathroom, and then I had my oh, phobia geez. vomiting. So there was a whole mix of things happening. I was just coughing really bad. I didn't, I didn't throw up. Luckily, but like you're kind of back to throwing up now, and then I was like panicking for you and then I like almost was crying for you I was like (laughs) I just feel for you you have like inflamed nasal cavity cough uh pelvic pain back pain vomiting super cute and funny she's gonna be a great baby we can't wait to meet her like I'm so sorry it's (laughs) It's all good it's all good I just feel like as a culture we're like oh pregnant people okay I'm like no 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 no. it's it's pretty it can be rough (laughs) so anyway you're here I'm glad you're yes. here, but I worry about you every like yesterday you called me twice in a row because there was like a scheduling thing and I was like, Oh, something's wrong. We're in trouble. <laughs> like I just instantly went to like, should I call nine one one? But anyway, okay, you're here. We're, we're good. We're gonna do it. Um, well I'm really excited. We're gonna we're gonna talk to Megan today. I'll have you read her bio and then yeah. we'll just jump right in and introduce her and get started. Absolutely. Love okay, it. so today we have with us Megan Farrell Gordon, who's the creator of Balance by Megan, an online community designed to empower and inspire you on your wellness journey so that you can be the best version of yourself. Megan is the host of Balance Your Life podcast, a 500-hour yoga teacher, a meditation teacher and trainer, wellness influencer, and human design reader. She lives in Nova Scotia with her husband, loves to travel, practice yoga, get outside in nature, and geeks out over anything wellness. Welcome, Megan. We're so happy to have you. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Welcome. Well, I like to start a lot of the times with just like better understanding how our guests got where they are today. So maybe you can give us just a quick version of like, how did you, a little bit of your journey? How did you end up where you are today in the work that you're doing? Yeah. So I will make this as quick as possible because it's like, I always joke, I'm like, how much time do you have? Yeah. (laughs) It was, I, I started off like, I mean, being born, I had really severe asthma. I was always sick. I was always struggling. I was diagnosed very, very young with obsessive compulsive disorder, uh, anxiety and depression. And that was around grade four, grade five. I was put on antidepressants and anti, uh, 
anxiety medication because my OCD was just really, really out of control. And then when I was around 12 years old, I was sexually assaulted for quite a while by a family member. And this just kind of like exasperated everything. I mean, I was, I, I never really had any sleepovers because I was terrified to go into anybody's house. I was always afraid to like leave my parents for fear of something terrible happening to them or to myself, which is a really common sign of OCD. And when I was around 15, my mom thought she would take me to like a yoga class that her friend was doing in her basement. And Mm -hmm. I just could not get into it. I was like this. I just don't get the point of this. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was like older than me. And I was just like, I'm just not feeling this vibe. (laughs) And so I kind of just went through life struggling a little bit. And I met my, who is now my husband. And he was like, at the time, I mean, my grandfather who i was super close with he was passing away it was just a really really rough year and my husband my boyfriend at the time was like you know what things kind of can't get any worse than where they are now like you can do this you can come off of your medication i will be right there with you like i understand that this is going to be a long haul like you're going to go through withdrawal but like how much worse can it kind of get which in my head i was Mm -hmm. like he's right so i ended up completely stopping taking my medication which I never recommend anyone to do my doctor was infuriated with me but (laughs) during this time like I was sleeping so much like I would always have naps I was sleeping a ton just from the medication and I was kind of bored and I Mm -hmm. thought to myself like what am I like usually at this time I'm having a nap like what am I supposed to do and this little voice and it sounds so woo woo to say but like this little voice was like try yoga And in my head, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to do yoga, I want to make it a workout. So, like, I'm going to do, like, a power yoga class. And I literally threw on YouTube, I searched for a 20-minute power yoga class, and it totally kicked my butt. And I was, like, determined from that point on. I was like, you know, I'm going to do the same video three times a week until I've mastered it. And, And, I mean, like, I've always been a smaller person, but I was not in good shape by any means, like holding a plank pose was just like not happening and doing it three times a week you know I started to notice physical changes in my body I was able to hold those planks I was able to do some of these poses and I also noticed like on the mat my mind would go quiet and it was like the only time I wasn't self-sabotaging or I wasn't mean to myself or like the thoughts in my head weren't like just like you suck basically and from three days a week, I it, it turned to four days a week, trying different videos. Four days a week turned to five, and soon I was doing it every single day. And not necessarily like an hour every day. Sometimes it was just 20 minutes. But my sleep improved, you know, because these physical changes were happening in my body. I was like, well, I want to start to eat better because at this point, I, I literally lived on chicken fingers and fries. And you could get a carrot inside of me, maybe some corn if you were lucky. So I was like, I know I'm going to start to eat better and like help advance this physical, these physical changes I'm seeing. And then they became like emotional changes and mental changes. And just like I was that student in high school. I remember going back to see some teachers later and they were literally like, Megan, 
we thought you were going to be a statistic. Like I was suicidal throughout high school and yoga had just so profoundly changed my life that I was like, I have to bring this into the world. Like if it can do what I would consider myself like such a train wreck, like if it can revamp my life, it can do wonders for just anybody. And from there I went and took my teacher training and I just kept adding, adding things to the pile. I love that. And I think what you're bringing, it's what's coming up for me when you're talking about this is what we talk about in terms of movement versus exercise at WeShape, which is this concept of like, we're here to nurture our body and nurture our spirit and our soul and our psyche. And um, so much of our culture around exercise has been as a means of changing how our body looks. And it's like it completely takes us away from the connection that we can have and the benefit that we can have from movement, right? Like I even did a shape workout yesterday and I was like that felt like I was really focused on my form and I, I wasn't doing like crazy ballistic movements. I was just moving. And even today my body felt that. But in the moment I was like, oh, that was too easy. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's your, that's your training that like it has to be this way in order to have the benefit. But what I hear you saying is that like you just kind of fell in love with movement and connecting with your body. And as a result, you benefited greatly psychologically and emotionally. I would say the psychological and the mental aspect of it has far outweighed the physical. Like physically, yes, my body has changed, but I've like, yeah, I, I still, I love yoga so very much. It's, it, it's my bread and butter, but you know, as time kind of went on, I like, I started introducing Pilates cause I was like, I just kind of wanted to like challenge myself a little bit. And then I started doing some weight training. And now that I'm, it's funny cause I'm also pregnant. I'm 35 weeks pregnant. <laughs> I'm 35 weeks pregnant. What's your due date? July, well, it's supposed to be July 8th, but they're thinking he might make an appearance earlier. I'm July 7th. Are you serious? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to like message each other and be like, oh my God. But like instant best friends. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, you know, and it's funny because now that I, I'm 35 weeks pregnant, like my whole mindset has been, I want to be as healthy as possible for me and baby. It has nothing to do with mm. weight loss or weight gain. You know, some people are like, you're going to bounce right back after the baby. I'm like, that's not the point of this. This point is I want to be as healthy as possible for myself and for baby and like if it makes labor a little easier I'm here for it that would be nice (laughs) yeah I just think you bring up such an important point just around why we're doing something right it's like if we're doing something because the our culture tells us like you need to look this way it it just to me that's like so short-lived it's like when people come to us and they're like oh I've tried this and then I couldn't do it and then I tried this and then I quit and then I tried I'm like why are you doing those things and most of the time it's like oh because I wanted to lose weight oh because I wanted to fit in these pants and I'm like yeah we got to shift the intention and we got to focus on things like mental health uh, connection with body uh, feeling great like and I know that that sounds kind of lame it's not and this this is where I've struggled with me because I, I think I told you before, Megan, when I was on your show that like, you know, my co-founder and I, Tyler, like had a successful fitness business and it was all predicated on helping people lose weight and getting the toned body or whatever. And I just was like, no one was ever happy with that. And they thought they would be happy, but they they weren't. And it, and it really wasn't serving anybody. And so to be able to, you know, go into this company now old colleagues will be like, you're not going to be able to sell that. It's not sexy. Like people don't want to buy feeling well. And I'm like, you know what? I think there are people who do want that now. I think that 
tides are changing, seasons are shifting. And I think I've told you guys this before, but every morning I wake up and I ask for the universe to bring me people who want We Shape, not people that I have to convince, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I want people who want this. I want people who are ready to throw out the old toxic narrative around lose weight and have this body type. And I want people who are like, you know what? F that. Like, I'm ready just to feel better in my body. I'm ready to connect with myself in a way I haven't connected with. And I'm ready to try something different. And I think what you're highlighting so much is just – I think a lot of us struggle with anxiety and depression and various things that really impact our day-to-day life. One, I don't think we talk about those things enough. And two, I think that um, since we're most of us are so focused on these other reasons why we you know, move our body or give our body nutrition, and when we shift the reason why we're doing it, I think that so much can change. Like, how, how, how different would have your experience been if you're like, I want to do this because I want to be this number on the scale? Like, right. I wonder if you'd still be doing it. That brings me to a question I was going to have for you, which I just loved what you said, and I wanted to kind of say it again about doing the yoga and noticing your mind going quiet. Um, that has been my experience with the movement practice and the meditation practice. They both have a place in my life, but they kind of show up a little differently. But when I'm having really a hard time dropping into like a meditation space, a movement practice mm. can really get me there if I'm not able to like just, you know, sit. Because sometimes it's really hard to be like, oh, I'm going to sit for 20 minutes. Like your oh, brain's like, super hard. not today, girl, not yeah. happening. And um, so when I'm like, okay, that's not going to work for right now. But if I do a moving meditation, which I think yoga is really a great version of. Um, and I think I, and I could be wrong. You can correct me because you have the 500 hour training. I believe yoga has a, a level of spiritual practice in it, like kind of woven through its practice. So um, I think it's kind of designed that way that you are actually so much more able to drop into your body and out of your brain which was where we spend, I don't I don't know, 99% of our lives. Like we're on our phones, we're in our heads, and we're not always in our bodies. And to be in your body is a really peaceful place if you're able to kind of find it. And it's hard. So I think a movement practice is such a beautiful way to do that. It's an avenue. Yeah, and I think, you know, it was interesting because I was actually talking with a professional that my older daughter sees yesterday. And my older daughter has a lot of the things that you're saying, Megan. And you know what her recommendation was to me? Hmm. She goes, I'm interested, I'm wondering if you're curious about this particular schooling that maybe she could try for a year where it's all focused on integrative movement patterns and oh, the wow. children are just moving their bodies in a really intentional way. Um, because I think that when you think about um, when you think about anxiety, I, I perfect day to wear anxiety <laughs> as my cardio sweatshirt. Um, when you think about uh, anxiety, it's like, you're not grounded in your body. You're like yeah. out here, right? You're like out. It's like the racing thoughts and the rapid heart rate. You're not there's. You're not having an in-body experience. Mm-hmm. You're outside of your body. And her point with that was like, if you can get your daughter to get in her body through really intentional movement practices, it helps those. It helps the anxiety so much. And so I'm wondering if like that's also probably what's happening when you're saying like, I was just moving my body and getting in my body. So it was like giving your body an opportunity to take a break from the racing thoughts yeah there's like this i'm totally gonna butcher the exact saying of it but it's like a chinese proverb and it's like if you're living in the future you're dealing with anxiety if you're living in the past you're likely dealing with depression and i feel like so many of us can relate to that like it's it's Mm -hmm. true like if we're upset about something or sad about things it's like most of the time it has to do with something that didn't happen for us or like a regret we had or like I wish I had done this and then when it comes to anxiety at least for 
I would think a lot of us, uh, I know for myself included, it's like, you're, you're thinking so far in the future. Like, what happens if these wildfires hit me? Like, I was just telling you we're dealing with that. What happens if my fi- my house burns down? What happens if, like, baby decides to make an appearance during these wildfires? Like, you can get so wrapped up in, like, what the what-ifs of the near future, even the far future, that you're taking yourself out of the present. And the way that I was taught yoga was, like, these eight limbs of yoga. So, like, these eight kind of, like, steps, I guess, if you will, in yoga – And it like really embodies like being in the present moment, like Mm. just focusing on things in the here and now. And, you know, we live in the real world. You got to think about your future at times. But like, (laughs) how can we distinguish like a what if scenario versus like, you know, I'm planning for like retirement or like a trip coming up or like babies making appearance like I got a plan for him to make his appearance. But like, how can I also do it while living in the present moment? Oh, I think you bring up like a really good point just around and, and one of my dreams with WeShape is to have some sort of in our product, some sort of daily meditative practice, because I think training, it's like, you know, training your mind to reestablish its priorities and intentions and values, I think is a really valuable time well, a really valuable time well spent. And so this idea of how, like that people in our community come to us all the time. Well, how do I not worry about the scale? Well, how do I get off the diet? Well, how do I do this? And I feel like a lot of times I'm just like, I don't know, be here right now. (laughs) Like what's right in front of us? Like how do I, it always reminds me actually, and maybe this is a great time to tell the both of you this, (laughs) Um, but I never forget that when I had my second child, I had you know, we, Tyler and I were running our other company. I had a four-year-old and a, and a newborn. And I regretfully did not plan my life accordingly to take much time off work. And so I feel like I just was like dropped into this pit of chaos. And I'll never forget my dad came over, who's like one of the most grounded humans I've ever met. And I just remember looking at him, like fighting back the tears, like trembling inside. You know, my parents had four children. And I looked at him and I said, how did you do this? Like, I only have two kids. Like, I feel so in over my head right now, and my thoughts are racing. And he just looked at me and he said, I just did things that in 24-hour increments. I just did things one day at a time. And then he said, when the 24 hours felt overwhelming, I would take it down to one hour. Mm-hmm. And I that has just sat with me forever. Just like when things are feeling like I'm not going to be able to, like I can't manage all the thoughts that are coming in my mind. What happens if I take it down to 24 hours? And then if I'm still overwhelmed there, I'm like, well, what happens if I take it down to this next hour? And I think that it's just such, it's like we're all saying the same thing in a different way, right? right? That just the value of presence and not feeling like we have to figure it all out. There are many people who come to our community who are desperate to get off a diet, who want to shift their values and intentions around movement and food. And it, a lot of it is just be here right now and just trust that if you have enough curiosity to go down a different path, the path will present itself. Yeah, I agree with Absolutely. that. And I think it's so funny too because um, sometimes we say this in the, in the business sense of things, but we say like sometimes you have to go slow to go fast. Mm-hmm. And I think yoga falls beautifully into this but like occasionally when I have a really crazy day and I've like got a billion things to do rather than like dive deeper into like what's on the next task list I'm like you need to go on a 10 minute walk like you need to step out of this for one second and let your brain kind of come back to baseline 
or maybe do a yoga practice or some other loved movement practice to get away from it for a sec so your brain can kind of like reorganize itself. And then you're so much more productive. You're so much more capable of showing up. And that resiliency or that cup being more full gives you the opportunity to be able to show up in in a way and potentially get way more done. That's been my experience. Yeah. I don't know if you guys relate to that, but that's been my experience. No, absolutely. I I couldn't agree with you more. Hey there, if you're enjoying the WeShape podcast and you've heard us talk about WeShape before, then you're probably thinking to yourself, hey, what is WeShape? Well, at WeShape, we create personalized at-home workouts for every single one of our members. These are workouts where every single movement is customized to you to help you connect with your body and care for your body in a much more meaningful way. We also have a community of people there to support you, to help uplift you as you examine your beliefs, set new intentions, and again, start showing up for yourself as an act of self-care rather than trying to do your workouts as an act of self-judgment. And hey, if you're a fan of the podcast, we also do a live podcast discussion group on Zoom, as well as other Q&As, as well as free challenges for all of our members to help you get motivated to actually start taking action to caring for yourself so you can feel better in your body and about your body. So if you want to try WeShape for free for two full weeks, go to WeShape.com backslash podcast and you can get started today. And so tell me a little bit about like, do you, Megan, do you work with clients in terms of like helping develop a daily meditation practice? And what does that look like? Because I think meditation can feel really overwhelming for people who are not you know, like for me, I don't do, I do like a little bit of meditation, but not a ton. So I'm not well practiced. And I know if someone told me you have to go meditate for 30 minutes a day, like I would be a little overwhelmed by that. (laughs) Yeah. I work with clients one-on-one and I also do meditation teacher training. So I work with people to certify them to be meditation teachers. And for me, like I find it the, the most ironic thing because I was so against meditation when I first started yoga. (laughs) I remember being in teacher training and the studio owner at the time was like, okay, we're going to do a meditation. And I was like, not for me. Like, I'm no thank you. (laughs) Because I had this like misconception of like, okay, you got to be cross legged, chanting Om in a dark room. Like you kind of see these people, I guess, or these betrayals or portrayals of meditation. And I was like, "Mm, this is not for me. And I will say my first meditation teacher was very much like the straight spine, like you sit up nice and tall. And I ended up finding another meditation teacher that I really resonated with. And she was like, get comfortable. Like, you know, like if you choose to sit up, great. If you need to lie down for a little bit, great. And I also believe in just starting out with five minutes. And a lot of people find like a guided meditation is the easiest way to start because it takes all the guesswork out. You were literally listening mm-hmm. to a practitioner's voice tell you, breathe like this, in and out, visualize this, repeat this mo- mantra or affirmation or just focus on the breath, like whatever that guided meditation looks like, rather than just this idea of like, emptying your mind because that is so overwhelming and there's lots of days where i'm like that didn't happen <laughs> you know like yeah we met it ask it's a big ask especially when there's a lot going on and i'm not saying that that d- doesn't happen but for someone who's brand new and they're like i gotta sit for like how long and just like have no mind like just i'm like that's it's not gonna happen for someone who's brand new to the practice <laughs> or very few i should say it's not impossible so 
I say start out really small, pick five minutes and find a teacher that really resonates with you, you know, and I'm very clear, like, I mean, I have meditation programs and trainings and I do meditations on YouTube and Insight Timer and stuff. But if it's not me, that's fine. Just find a teacher you gravitate towards. Pick a time of day that you really, really feel like you could commit to. Are you more morning or an evening person? Make it either the first thing you do in the morning or the last thing you do at night. I'm not like it doesn't have to be a morning practice. It can be a nighttime thing. But there's a try it out for a little bit. There's a little bit of this dance of like being a little bit disciplined. So you can't try it for a day and go that didn't work for me. It's not happening. Like (laughs) we do have to commit to a, you know, a little bit of time. I always say try it out for a few weeks. If you decided you wanted to do it in the evening and, you know, after three weeks, you're like, it's just not working. Try the morning. Switch it up to the morning. Try that. That's exactly what I did. I started with evening. I switched to the morning and I found that worked so much better for me. And, you know, five minutes seems like eternity when you're first starting out. And then it was like you craved it. And it was like, oh, my, maybe I could do 10 minutes. And even still, my practice doesn't very much look like anything over more than 10 to 15 minutes. Sometimes it's a little longer. Honestly, most times it's about 10 to 15 minutes. And it, it switches. Like right now I'm really into like breath work. So I've been doing that a lot more. But I love like I'm a huge affirmation person. I focus on meditations with affirmations because at least mm. to me, I'm like I'm repeating something. Even if it's in my head, it kind of gives you something tangible to do like you repeat inhale the affirmation and exhale the affirmation and i think that's it it, it kind of allows people to tip dip their toe in the water five minutes pick a time of day start with a guided meditation and i would say try that and just see where it takes you from there and I think, oh, you go ahead. I was just going to say, I love that you said that it changes because I think that people get really, especially when it comes to, I'll call them positive um, adjustments in their life. Like I want to be healthier. I want to have a meditation practice. I want to whatever. It super ends up being really black and white in our mind. Like I want to, I'm going to be this girl today and I'm going to be this girl tomorrow and that's mm. it. And there's no in between. And to build a practice, like it, it, you have to allow for that flexibility to be like, yeah, I'm really doing it at night and I'm loving that and it's helping me sleep. And then, oh, it's not really working that same way. But that doesn't mean I have to throw it out yeah. and say this isn't ever going to work for me. But maybe I'll try it a little different way or do guided or do silent or do a different option. Because I know my brain loves to be like, it's this or it's that. And there's nothing in between. Either I'm failing at meditating or I'm succeeding and there's no gray area. And I think that's like we're so hard on ourselves, especially with any kind of positive change in life. And I think we do this things that this thing as humans where we like attach our our experiences and our feelings to who we are as a person. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny, like we were talking about how Tyler and Ellie are gone this week. And um, the first night they were gone, it was I mean, our house is very different when when they're not there. They're both very high energy people. And there's sort of a lot of energy to navigate in the evenings when all of us are there. And the first night, I remember thinking, oh, this will be great for them, but it'll also be nice for Macy and I to have a little bit of like kind of more downtime. But the first night, I had level 10 anxiety. Mm. And it was because my nervous system wasn't used to quiet. And I I just was like, don't attach to any of these things that are happening right now. Because what's happening is you're like attaching to the feeling that you need to be doing something. You're attaching to the anxiety about like, why am I feeling anxious? Like, just observe it all and just like trust the process. 
And I think that we can do that in this too. Like if you do five minutes and you're like, I'm anxious, this isn't for me. It's like, it's like don't attach to any of those thoughts. Just right. like look at it as a science experiment. Try it for a week or two and then like see if anything happens. Because I think what happens is we try something and it's not something that our nervous system or our mind are used to. And if we have any anxiety or any discomfort, then we just go, fine, it's not for me. Right. And um, it's like, well, why don't you give yourself a couple days to see? Because sure enough, last night I was like, oh, I'm going to get used to this quiet time. <laughs> You know, but like it just, it takes a little time. So yeah. I think also just trusting the process and like if five minutes feels too long, do one minute, then do two minutes, then do three minutes, then do four. But just like trusting the process and not atten- attaching yourself like, oh, I'm not a meditation person. I'm not doing this. Yeah. It's those attachments that I think get a lot of us stuck, myself included. Can't make a decision off of one data point. Yeah. <laughs> like write it down and try again tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, so Megan, did you notice that in your own journey where you were like, oh my gosh, I, I'm not a med. I mean, you said you did, you weren't, you weren't interested in it. So like, what do you think kept you just like, about how long into it were you like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the benefits of this? It was that first day being in teacher training, when, literally when the studio owner was like, we're going to meditate. And I was like, absolutely not. And <laughs> we sat in a circle. She took us through a meditation and I... I sat there and we were supposed to afterwards share, you know, go in a circle, share what our experience level was with that or how we had felt about the experience. And I was bawling my eyes out. Like they had to skip over me. I was just like a disaster. And when it came back around to me, I said, it, this, this is the only time that I've not been mean to myself. I've not had a terrible thought or an anxious thought or just like a like, yeah, you're not doing this right type of thought like it was it was truly the first time that I was my mind had gone quiet and that for me was like I even if I can get five minutes a day out of it doing this that's what I'm gonna do and literally from that day on I was like I'm setting the timer I'm doing this for five minutes and some days were easier than others there were still lots of days where the timer goes off or the meditation ends and I'm like oh well (laughs) went through the grocery list on that one like that didn't happen (laughs) today but there's lots of times where I'm like, it. you just feel more peaceful. You feel more grounded. You almost like, there are times where like, more so I guess if I'm doing like a breath work practice, but you almost get like this high, like in a good positive way. Like you just feel like you can conquer the world afterwards. And I find that if I do that for me, it's now in the morning. I feel like I'm better able to handle so much more throughout my day. I'm really able to step back if something like triggers me or something big happens and, you know, use my breath work, go back to an affirmation, go back to my meditation and be like, okay, like, let's just take this, you know, one hour at a time. Let's just break down this problem. Like, let's just step away from this problem. I'm more preventative. I'm not so reactive, I have found with my meditation practice and I would say that that honestly happened for me kind of instantly and that was just with five minutes a day wow Wow, what a powerful I mean when you really think about a lot of life's challenges it it really is all about what we believe in our mind Mm -hmm. right which is why one of the pillars of we shape is beliefs because if we can focus on that then everything changes and what I hear you talking about Megan is this intentional practice around movement yoga meditation it's sort of the it's like we don't have to figure it out in our mind we can just 
do something like movement or a five minute meditation. And then trusting that process will allow sort of the the benefits of the mind to kind of take place, the, the benefits that we're hoping to get from that that powerful mind that we all have. So I'm so appreciative of you like sharing your journey and just what I am really walking away from today is like just the power the power behind something small like a five minute meditation or the power behind connecting with your body through movement through an intention of just this the this this different intention other than like I need to like burn calories or lose weight it's like this intention of like I just need to take some time for myself care for my body move my body and through these modalities of you know short meditations and movement you're able to have immense emotional and psychological benefit and I just want to keep delivering that message to our community because I think it's such a valuable message. So before we let you go, though, I, I want to let people know where they can find you. So where can people find you if they're interested in learning more? Uh, thank you so much for this. And like the one thing I just want to say, too, is like I think it's a really it's powerful visualization to picture. Like you think of like a pebble on a beach. If it goes by with the water one time, it doesn't really make a indent in the sand but the more it goes back and forth the more like deeper that groove gets and you know there's mm. lots of meditation teachers that say that's the power of like rewiring your brain too like the first time you do it, it you may be like i yikes i didn't feel a thing like, that did not work <laughs> for me but the more you do it the more it becomes habit the more it becomes that deeper deeper groove until like i can't imagine my life without it but Thank you so much for this. If people want to just like hang out with online or check out, I have a couple of different trainings and programs. I just launched a Yoga Mama journey one. So that one includes, oh, we have workouts, fitness, meditations. It has like, you know, a diaper, diaper bag, hospital bag checklist. It's got like a bunch of things in it, but Ew. you can just find everything at balancedbymegan.com. And I'm balanced by Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N, across Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all the places. Love awesome. it. Well, thank you again, Megan. And everyone go check out Megan's website and her social accounts for, for more fabulous content. And if you're looking to get in touch with us, you can reach us at podcast at weshape.com. And we will see everyone next week. Bye, Bye. everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before you go, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review. This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, remember that right now you can sign up for WeShape's Feel Good Challenge and get access to everything WeShape has to offer for free. Just click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com challenge to sign up.